are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Thursday, Tucson, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we're going to talk some DeAndre Ayton. We're going to talk some Phoenix Suns. And uh, why don't we just get down to it right here? First and foremost, and as you know, this is brought to you by Locked On NFL Draft. But if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, you generally know that whenever something seems like it's about to go right, inevitably it doesn't go right and something goes wrong. You can just look historically and, you know, from the Luau Cinder coin flip to Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire being suspended or Amari Stoudemire being suspended. Something always happens to the Suns when it seems like they're about to make their move. And it looked like it was going to happen again this year. And pretty much everything revolved around Chris Paul. Now you say, well, Phoenix has been able to get by it, but in years past, That really wasn't the case. And let's look at both of the examples here before we get into the game last night. Chris Paul first gets a shoulder injury against the Lakers. They go down 2-1. It looks like the Lakers are going to take out the Suns. And Chris Paul gets better. Anthony Davis gets hurt. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe things are aligning a little bit for the Suns there. Then Chris Paul, who's fully vaccinated, has to sit out multiple games due to COVID. And so you're thinking to yourself, all right, that's it. The Phoenix Suns now are going to lose their best player and they're going to lose their the series to a guy who is fully vaccinated but has to sit out multiple games. But it didn't happen like that. And that is what's so weird about what we're watching right now. Now, in the second segment, we're going to get to DeAndre Ayton and about the impact that he's made. But... As a Suns fan, you're always a little bit scarred because you kind of feel like something's going to happen here. And last night was kind of one of those examples where the Suns are leading the entire game. Paul George then decides to put on his Kevin Durant hat and basically takes over towards the end of the game. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, well, you know what? 1-1, you get Chris Paul back. All right, cool. Then... Paul George misses two free throws that would have put the Clippers up three. And let's be honest, if you watch that game, those really weren't shots that it looked like that he was comfortable taking. So Phoenix comes down, and with a great drawn-up play by Monty Williams, you get a dunk from DeAndre Ayton that actually left time on the clock as well. And the Phoenix Suns, you're up 2 nothing. And what's been so impressive is just how they've gone about doing it. When the Suns win games, it almost feels like it's kind of a college basketball approach where you're not exactly beating teams based just off raw talent. You're beating teams because you're playing harder than the other team. You're not really leaving anything to chance. Your spacing is perfect. Your three-point shooting is impeccable. And you've gotten good play from guys who have been able to step their game up and take that next step. And you look no further than a guy like a Cameron Payne. Now, Phoenix has been fortunate with campaign because Paul has been out and Payne, at least from a statistical perspective, has not taken a back seat to really anybody. He's averaging about almost 30 points a game, at least uh, when they've really needed him. 
And you look around, even on games when Devin Booker doesn't have a great game, where he gets hurt, where some other guys on the squad that you expect that, to step up and you would maybe need 20, 25 points from a Mikel Bridges, a Cam Johnson, that doesn't really happen. But it's really the sum of the parts, though. And again, that's kind of a cliche. I get that. But watching this team has kind of a college basketball flair to it. And it also goes to show you, too, that in the NBA, coaching matters. And look no further than a guy like a Devin Booker. Devin Booker was viewed by some, not all, but certainly some, as a guy who could have just been a stats guy. Put up a lot of numbers, but you know what? You wonder, is this guy really a winner? Is he really that guy that you can take that next step with as your leader? And we still don't know exactly if he is that guy, but we do know one thing. This is a guy that you can definitely win with as one of your key linchpin type players. And he's shown that time after time in these playoffs. And again, he didn't even have a great game against the Clippers in game two, but he was there when it mattered and he played through some injuries that maybe a lot of people wouldn't have. Can you imagine if LeBron had been hit in the face the way that Devin Booker had? He would still be withering in pain on the ground. That's not really the case with a guy like a Devin Booker. He's able to go out there and he's able to play at a level that you generally don't see a lot of guys. It'll be interesting to see how far they're able to take this. But right now, the Suns, for my money, are probably the best team in the NBA remaining. And honestly, it kind of feels like they're going to win the championship. Now, this is the first time I've said that out loud, and I'm really worried about jinxing. But at the end of the day, I guess if I could jinx somebody, then maybe I'm a little bit more important than I would have thought. And one other thing, too, seeing a lot of bandwagon fans come out. And, you know, at first I was like, all right, well, all everybody aboard. But there's something that is really annoying about when you don't root for a team and then you root for them once they get good. So I'm going to rescind that order and I'm going to say bandwagon fans, feel free to stay away. And one thing that you can do is if you feel that the Phoenix Suns are going to win this or, you know what, you feel like they're going to win the NBA championship, the place to go is betonline.ag because betonline.ag has you covered with every single bet that you can pretty much imagine. This is a all-encompassing website that if there's a prop bet out there, betonline.ag has it. If there's a win-loss bet, a spread, betonline.ag has it. Give them a look. Now, why don't we talk a little bit about DeAndre Ayton and the difference that he's made for the Phoenix Suns. Come back with us. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats, and if we're going to talk some Phoenix Suns, there's really no way that we can escape the elephant in the room, and that elephant in the room is Mr. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, was always different than anybody else that stepped on campus at the University of Arizona. He just looked different across the board. Arizona's had a bunch of talented guys, nobody that quite looked like him, just from a physical, raw ability perspective. And honestly, that was a little bit of the reason that I was kind of annoyed with the Suns earlier on in the season, because it felt like they weren't really utilizing him the way that he should be utilized, and that he was just far more of a Clint Capella, screen-and-roll type guy. And when you have the ability that DeAndre Ayton does— I think you're really kind of limiting what you can do there. But the Suns are also showing, too, that they're smarter than I am, and they've got a plan in place for this young man because you're still not seeing a ton of plays called for him, but when he's getting the ball, he's taking advantage of his opportunities, and he's basically become a 20-10 and 10 guy. 
Now, I think his upside is actually higher than that. I think that he can be a 25 and 12 guy. He's got that kind of ability. But last night's, or excuse me, on uh, uh, Tuesday night's game was exactly what you're talking about, though. If you're talking about the Suns and you're talking about DeAndre Ayton, he checked off pretty much every box you needed there and that he showed the agility to get by a screen and then he was able to dunk off an alley-oop in traffic where it looked like he might get fouled because he has hands and he has length and he has strength. And you got to tip your tip your cap to Monty Williams as well, but they were able to utilize him properly there. And that's where you just feel when you watch this young man that he is just scratching the surface. Everybody's talking about how you know, Devin Booker, is he the next Kobe Bryant? I don't go that far because Kobe is one of the top 10 to 15 players in NBA history. I don't think that Devin Booker has that kind of ability. I just don't. And But he's obviously going to be very good. Chris Paul has brought a semblance of maturity to this team that you hadn't really seen in years past. But Aiton, I think, is going to be the engine that is really going to thrust this team for the next five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. And what he's been able to do and what he's been able to buy into is something that I was a little worried about. Would he really embrace the little things? Because when you watched him at Arizona, you knew how talented he was, but you also kind of wondered, is he just going to kind of loaf? Is he just going to kind of go through the motions? Because you saw that. And the question is, no. It's very easy when you're at Arizona and you're a man of that size that when you're getting elbowed in the back by the five or the six foot five guy from Washington State, you're just going to probably check out. You're going to take some games off. You're going to take some possessions off. And that's what he did. And I think a lot of people in his position would. You know what? He still played hard. He was a first team All American at the University of uh, Arizona. He was the first pick in the draft. So he obviously did what he needed to do. But there were times when you wondered is his talent not quite matching what his impact should be now you wondered that a little bit in the nba as well but right now there's it's pretty hard to argue with what he's doing and i think the suns if you listen to what they're having to say they are going to be able to use him next year i think in far more of a feature role and that's always been kind of what i've wanted because when you watch deandre ayton he's got a better back-to-the-basket game than you would think. He's got a little bit of the shoulder hesitation. He's got really, he's got great hands, which is always something that you can't teach. There are some big men that would be making a ton of money in the NBA right now if they could catch the ball like DeAndre Ayton. He moves, he moves incredibly well for a man his size. He can put on muscle. He's basically got everything you want physically, and that's what we've talked about at length on this show, is that if you look at somebody who was carved out naturally, to be an NBA player, DeAndre Ayton's that guy. And you look around the NBA and you wonder to yourself, how many seven-footers out there who are true kind of back-to-the-basket bigs, I get the NBA's different now, but you get what I'm saying. How many of those guys are really out there at this point that have that kind of fluidity, that kind of strength to be able to make things like that happen and to be able to walk into a game and getting get 20 and 10? Now, he's getting this 20 and 10, and it's not like a lot of plays are being called for him, but he's just been active. The next step for him, though, and I think for the Phoenix Suns, is to figure out how to take a man of this ability, of this stature, and then say, you know what, you're about to be a force. I'm not saying I need Joel Embiid numbers out of him, but I've always looked at DeAndre Ayton and said to myself, 
why can't he have that kind of impact? Now, he's not quite as tall as Embiid, but if you factor everything in, he's a legit seven foot. He moves like a guard. He's got great, his body, like I said, was made to play basketball. So why can't that be the, the goal? Because Joel Embiid, again, was a guy who didn't play for three years. People look at him now and, you know, he's awesome, but he's always kind of hurt. Aiton's really never shown a propensity to get hurt. And, you know, he when you're five years younger, it's easy to just look and say, man, what can this kid be going forward? Now, that book is still obviously going to be written, but I think a big part of where the Phoenix Suns are right now is because of what DeAndre Ayton has been able to do for this team and the way that he's been able to buy into a role that, let's be honest, a lot of guys with his pedigree probably wouldn't buy into, and I'm not sure that I would buy into that role. I'm not sure that I would say, you know what, I'm cool and content being a screen-and-roll guy. I'm cool and content being just kind of this, you know, auxiliary part. We always use Clint Capella as an example, and that's not really a diss towards Clint Capella. That's just kind of the way that uh, he's been used. But I think Aiden's going to take that next step. And I think that he's showing the Phoenix Suns management. I think he's showing the ownership. I think he's showing the team that he's ready to make that next step. And he's ready to make that next step now because he outplayed a guy in Anthony Davis or excuse me, uh, uh, before Anthony Davis got hurt. But even before Davis got hurt, it looked like DeAndre Ayton was kind of getting the benefit or the uh, was taking over. And that's not something that you generally see. He's acquitted himself well against some of the more talented players in the NBA. And I look for that to continue. One thing about DeAndre Ayton, though, I can pretty much guarantee you, though, if you're built like that, you've got that kind of strength, you're probably consuming a built bar or two. It's great when you're done working out. It's great when you're going into the gym. There's always something about a built bar, though, that feels good, it tastes good, and it's, it gives you the recovery you need and makes you look forward to something that you generally don't look forward to. Most people don't look forward to consuming protein after a gym workout. Built bar changed that equation entirely. And again, it wouldn't surprise me at all if DeAndre Ayton is the one that is consuming that and is on the built bar front lines. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. Go Suns. Go DeAndre Ayton. We'll be back with you.